0: In my ongoing quest to learn more about comics and understand them and why exactly they work, uh, today I'm going to be talking about Captain America issue number four, or Captain America Comics issue number four, is I guess the more correct way to say it, because it's not single-issue stories in here, it's, you know, a collection of, uh, four or five Cap stories. Uh, and then you know, there's you know Tuck the Cave Boy and whatever else. The, the ones that I uh, that I ignore, even though I should probably give them a glance at least. Anyway, uh, I had a little bit of a um, the last uh, when I talked about Captain America number three, I brought up the question: Hey, did Stan Lee make Captain America iconic? Now, uh, understand a little bit of history, a little bit of background. Stan Lee. Didn't really make his big splash in comics until 60, late 61, early 62, with Fantastic Four, and uh, there's all sorts of stories about it. But Fantastic Four was his breakout hit, and what I guess made him a, a star in comics. And while he does have writing credits on Captain America, starting in issue three, I think, uh, somebody pointed out to me, uh, somebody who's uh, checking out Swing Through Comics, this Captain America review over on. Uh, YouTube uh, goes by the name of Peace pointing out to me something. I'll just read directly what he says. He says, uh, you know, uh, Captain America was created by Jack Kirby and Joe Simon and was a huge success since the first two issues, which I loved. I read them and I loved them. Uh, Jack Kirby and Joe Simon wrote uh, and drew the main stories until issue 10 when they left the company. Oh, there we go. That's interesting. Uh, Stan Lee started to write at issue 3, but just those short stories. So they're they're pros. Uh, Little short stories with an image above them. And... Uh, Anyway, thank you for clarifying that to me. I didn't realize they left at 10 issues in, and now I'm, I was actually going to quit reading Cap um, pretty soon, because I wanted to just hurry up and, you know, go through and read more of the, uh, you know, Fantastic Four and the the 60s Marvel stuff and get into that. But I think I'm actually going to stick it all the way through, because I really do like these Cap comics. And, um... I think it's interesting that they left at issue 10 and I might even want to read like issue 11 and 12 and see exactly, you know, what happened to Cap at that time and who takes over. Uh, I, I won't look ahead and, uh, you know, if you want to comment about it, go ahead, I guess, but I, I'll, <laughs> if I see that you're, uh, you know, giving me spoilers on, you know, ancient history, uh, I'm gonna, I might just ignore it because I'd rather find out on my own. Um, anyway, the reason, part of the reason I'm reading these comics uh, which is something I brought up before is that I want to kind of get a sense for what it was like as a reader at the time that these things were coming out to experience them. Of course, I can only do a uh, faint assimilation or approximation of that because you know they're all available to me digitally. That's how I'm reading them. I can see you know the counts of them, you know, you know how many there are total and all that kind of stuff. But uh, I don't let that. I try not to let that ruin it for me. But I also don't think that I'm getting a fully authentic experience um, but I'm uh, k- kind of trying to go there uh, you know be a kid at heart and just kind of take these things on as they come so anyway that all being said um, I am going to go ahead and just say that uh, I want to declare that I thoroughly enjoyed this issue of uh, Captain America comics number four um, all the Cap stories in it were great uh, I kind of jokingly put in my synopsis that uh, Captain America and Bucky take on the poor and uh, let's see a wild dream gosh what was the third story I know there's the counterfeiters and oh yeah the mad scientist and his uh, his beast um, So, anyway, one thing I really like about these comics is the variety of threats that Captain America and Bucky take on. But basically, you know, uh, anything detracting from the U.S. war force and anything... U.S. war force. The U.S. war effort uh, to join, uh, be an allied nation and fight against, you know, the Axis powers um, is stuff that they fought against. Now there's, you know, the Germans, it almost seemed like Chinese, but it was probably supposed to be Japanese uh, going after... Um, like, basically trying to cause sabotage and things like that are, are some of the things they focused on in the first couple issues, but, um, in here we just get, like, a couple random stories. One of the stories is just a, a dream that Bucky's having, and Betty Ross is a, like, a princess, and her dad's the rightful king of this country, and Ivan the Terrible, I think is what they called him, um, is trying to take over, and it's funny because he, I was thinking, like, this doesn't make sense. They were just all the poor people, which I couldn't tell if they were actual poor people in the first story, <laughs> or if they were, like, you know, Nazi sympathizers disguising themselves as poor beggars to, uh, plunder wealth from, you know, good, hard-working Americans, uh, anyway, I, I couldn't tell if they were actual poor people or not, but, um, anyway, they were talking about, uh, they were all anti-democracy, so maybe, I mean, they could have been, Communists or socialist or I'm not sure what maybe totalitarian. It, it, it's funny because they just kind of give you enough information to enjoy the story If you think about it too hard sit on it too hard or you know dwell on it for too long uh, Things you know kind of fall apart But I enjoyed it and I'm not gonna scrutinize it that much because I don't think there's actually an issue It's just there are some things that are left unsaid and that's not actually a problem Something even more refreshing to me than you know, the variety of the enemies that they face is the characterization that Steve gets uh, in like the Marvel movies he's accused of being perfect and uh, I've always taken issue with that <laughs> um, uh, I kind of feel like well I haven't read Superman comics but I don't enjoy the Superman character as much um, as other people do and I have loved the complaint at Superman that he's boring there's, you know, not enough, uh, I don't know. There's not enough, um, it, like he's too perfect. And, and that's a, a, criticism I've heard against Captain America. And I don't agree with that. I don't believe that, especially here we get to see, uh, kind of like what was done later with Spider-Man that Captain America gets to have his problems. Uh, he always looks like a dupe in front of or like a like a goof in front of uh, Betty Ross who he he, you know routinely saves as Captain America and he and Bucky are constantly in trouble with Captain Duffy and uh, he doesn't get to be um, like 100% right all the time and as Captain America he faces legitimate danger and his life is actually at risk and I think all of those things are really good. He's a very human character, but he's a very good character, and he's a man trying to do the right thing. And I think one of the most appealing things about that imperfection or about the, uh, the depth or the profundity of the struggles that he faces and that Bucky faces alongside him is that those struggles make them really real. They make them... Uh, what is it, identifiable? They make them relatable? And... I think... Thinking back to the context of when this was, um, especially because I watched this uh, PBS documentary I'll link to in the bottom, uh, or in the notes, um, and it featured Captain America and a bunch of other superheroes, uh, people talking about it, uh, even had Kirby on there, which uh, Peace ended up sharing a link with me that happened to... uh, A a video that happened to be in this documentary as well. Anyway, um, the fact that Cap and Bucky are not in the war and by the way uh, the if you've listened to all my review all my cap reviews you would know this but you know I'm not assuming that everybody has so I'll just let you know Captain America was running in the comic or was on comic stands for like nine months or so before the United States got or was it nine months or so? early in 1941 cap hit the stands late in 1941 December 7th uh, Pearl Harbor was bombed and it wasn't for like another year or two that the United States actually had troops on the ground, and they were fighting in Morocco, uh, and I don't know when Normandy was, because I'm not a World War II expert, so I think that was the first, you know, in Europe, um, activities for the United States. But anyway, young people who were reading these books, and even, you know, older guys who, you know, had yet to be drafted, or or who couldn't have been drafted yet, uh, you know, maybe new people who had gone to volunteer and fight, or if they were immigrants uh they might have had people who were you know relatives who were still back in the old country who had been drafted to fight or who you know chose to pick up arms and fight for their lives because you know, of being invaded and things like that and it was it's kind of looking at it through this lens because i started the uh, the comic uh i started issue four earlier and then i was able to check out that documentary and then kind of keeping that in mind i finished the issue um Keeping all that in mind, it was interesting to think about the fact that they, you know, have their fragilities, their weaknesses, their struggles, and that would have been very real to somebody living at the time when war was going on, and where they had uh, people who uh, they knew who were going to war, or they were looking at themselves going to war one day, and uh, it was. It's interesting to think about how people might draw strength from those fictional characters going through similar struggles. Uh, you know, that they have faced, that they, uh, anticipated facing, or that they knew others were facing, so they were, you know, facing them along with them, facing them in spirit, and I think that's a really neat thing, uh, I'm not in that situation at all right now, but I could still see that, uh, it would connect with somebody emotionally, and I wonder how much of that, um, was an additional element that, like, cemented Captain America. You know in the psyche of the united states that being said as i read through i thought this is funny the first issue or first story told here was you know pro-democracy and now they're defending a monarch and what exactly but it turned out that it was a dream so uh that kind of makes sense but the point i was trying to make in that uh scattered smattering of words is that i very much enjoy the variety uh, i enjoy how exciting uh, the the stories get to be. The enemies being so uh, freakish and so uh, monstrous at times is really interesting because you have, on the other hand, uh, gangsters, I'm going to say gangsters with Tommy guns, even though I don't think they technically have Tommy guns in these uh, in these stories. But anyway, you have stuff like that. And it's just, it's really fun that the two of them get to take on you know, such varied threats, and, uh... I think... when I think of Captain America, well, (laughs) I guess I should put it this way, I think that when people think of Captain America, they think only about the war stuff, but I don't really have a good grasp yet of how much of his first stories are actually about that, because there's already a decent variety, and, you know, how many times can you have him punching Hitler, how many times can you have him fighting Nazis, um... The Nazi sympathizers and the traitors to the U.S., that seems uh, more exciting. And just from a perspective of keeping things cool, you want it to be uh, as dynamic and entertaining and engaging as possible by having, you know, different types of enemies for them to, uh, to fight all the time. And as a final note, it's interesting to me to think that, you know, while you may have been suffering through these things, you could look to the victories that Bucky and Cap have in the pages of these comics because... They get to be this terrific, powerful fighting team who stops injustice, who doesn't get shot, who doesn't get wounded, who doesn't die, who doesn't come home in a body bag. They get to live on and have these adventures. and uh, you get to root for them, cheer for them, and um, you know feel for them. And uh, it almost strikes me as a little bit of a, a power fantasy too. Like it was you know, kind of propaganda to encourage people to get into the war perhaps, uh, and you can look at all the history, or, you know, if you want to have a discussion of the history of the U.S. involvement in World War II, I'd be happy to do that at some point, um, but, uh, you know, right now, uh, I'm just thinking about what I know, and, uh, you know, the fact that this was, you know, propaganda, and I'm not saying that is as an attack against the comics, um, but, you know, it might have encouraged, I, I could definitely see reading this and then wanting to go fight, like Cap, like Bucky, uh, like, you know, real men I'd known who had gone before me. And uh, I think encouraging heroism is a good thing, so uh, I'll, I'll commend uh, Cap for that. I'll, I'll, tic, I'll tip my cap to Cap, or to, uh, you know, Kirby and Simon for that. And, gosh, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. really enjoyed these. Um, and I think I'll go ahead and wrap up now. Thanks for sticking with me. Check out mjmunoz.com for more of my work. I'm an aspiring author who will gladly accept your financial support through coffee, or you can buy merch from my Redbubble store. Swinging Through Comics can be found on YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and mjmunoz.com slash STC. Relevant links are in the show notes. If you had a good time, like and share this. Subscribe and ring that bell to catch me next time. I'm Swinging Through Comics. And like I said, I will post a link for the documentary, that I watched it was done by PBS it's on Amazon if you have Amazon Prime you can check it out you know it's included with the price of it um, and yeah I'm gonna keep learning about comics and you know both from outside sources and then just from the material themselves uh, because I think it's a superior form of media to like a lot of other things so yes that's all I have to say take care